Welcome to another edition of VP Live Talk Radio. I'm not used to doing a show this early in the afternoon. I usually do them at night, but uh, circumstances, it had to be done during the afternoon. Just had to be done. It's no big deal. 99.99% of my listeners listen on the replay anyway, so it really doesn't matter. But also, just so you understand, the phone lines, I didn't even bother putting them up because we're just, I know we usually have an audience. And every once in a blue moon, someone will call in, but it's not in the middle of the afternoon. It makes no sense. So we don't have the phone lines up, but that's no big deal. Here's what we're going to do. There's two things I want to do. Actually, there's three things I want to do. First thing I want to do is I'm going to have Abby Vapes on. The last time Abby Vapes was on was probably three or four years ago. I saw her on YouTube. Uh, she had a few hundred subscribers. I didn't care. I thought she was a good reviewer. And I... Uh, I've always had this thing where I've just wanted to support female reviewers. Um, I don't feel that they get the credit or the kudos that the men do. And I like helping out the women reviewers because honestly, I think they're just as good. If not, some of them are better than the guys. That's my opinion. So now, how many years later, uh, I'm going to have Abby on again. I'm going to have Abby on because this this amazes me. This absolutely amazes me. So... NPR did a story about e-cigarettes, the jewel, flavors. There's an epidemic, epidemic. The media is on a, there's an epidemic blitz to convince the country that there is this huge epidemic coming to kids using e-cigarettes, jewels in particular. Um, you know, something's got to be done, blah, blah, blah. They're getting the media all riled up, and then the media gets uh, the, the, the mainstream uh, uh, citizens of the United States all riled up, and everybody gets all fired up, and oh my God, we got to do something, oh my God. And speaking of that, I am later in the show going to tell Jewel what they should have done regarding the attack by these anti-groups, the media, and the questioning they have been getting from the FDA. I'm going to tell you what they should have done. I'm not surprised by what they said and what they did, but I'm going to tell you what they should have done. So if someone's listening from Jewel, and if you're not, you should be, because I'm going to tell you what you should have fucking done. You made a mistake. I know you think you didn't, but you did. But anyway, there's this big thing going on. Oh, my God, all these people. Holy cow, this is a nightmare epidemic. We got to do something. Now, they're making it more of this insane issue than it really is. The fact of the matter is I started smoke. most of us started smoking at a very young age, way before we were 18 years of age. It's been around forever. Kids have used nicotine. Kids used nicotine when I was a kid in the 70s. They used it in the 80s and the 90s. All the way up to, and kids are going to continue to. You're just not going to stop it. You're not going to make it go away. But you know what? It's not killing them. It's not, th- 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 this is ridiculous. They're, they're overblowing it. But I will w- agree with them on one thing. I will agree with them on one thing. There is a problem with high school kids and jewels. I have a lot of friends. My friends, they're, they're, they're in their 40s. I have a lot of friends that are in their 40s, 30s, 40s. They have kids. They have teenage kids. I have friends that have teenage kids. I myself have a, a niece that's in high school. There is absolutely a problem with kids and jewel. No, vaping in general. They all tell me they're all vaping. Everybody vapes. If you don't vape, you're a nerd. You're not cool. It's almost like they feel like they have. My, my, one of my very good friends, his uh, son is 15, and he keeps on catching him with, with uh, fucking pod systems and, he keep, or, and e-cigarettes. He's like, Dad, I have to. If I'm not, I'm not cool. Everybody's saying I, I, mean, I, I, I want to be able to just fit in, and everybody's doing it. It is a problem. At least here in Connecticut, it's a big fucking problem. I can't speak for other states, other parts of the country, but here it absolutely is. So they're not over-exaggerating that. It is a problem. But 
anyway, they're doing this story, okay, and they're talking about um, vaping, this problem with teenagers and e-cigarettes. Now, listen to this. Listen to what happens. Poor Abby. So they start talking. I'm just going to play it. You listen to it because this just baffles my mind. And then I'm going to bring her on after I play this. Hang on. Listen to this. This is On Point. I'm Jane Clayson. We're turning now to the dangerous trend of teen vaping. Devices like e-cigarettes and the new brand Jewel with flavors like candy cane and gummy bear and a lot of nicotine. Does Jewel even have a candy cane and gummy bear flavor? I don't even think they do. I don't use a fucking Jewel, but I, I don't think they do. I think that's false. Teenagers, even middle schoolers, are getting hooked. Here's a teen on YouTube teaching a vaping trick. Hey, vapers, it's Abby. Today's Tuesday, and we're going to learn how to do the dragon. Rawr. All right, so today's trick is called the dragon, and basically, it's pretty simple. It's where you blow the vapor out of your nose and out of the sides of your mouth at the same exact time, thus looking like a dragon breathing smoke, fire, whatever. Here, so they say, here's a teen teaching teens how to do vape tricks. Uh, if anybody knows Abby Vape, she is far from a teenager. She's not a teenager. That's insane that they just want an NPR. For, for you to understand, you younger people that don't get it, NPR's huge. I mean, it's 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 big. It's a big big. It's no. It's just as big as CBS or ABC or NBC. NPR is huge. A lot of people actually depend on NPR for their news because they just feel that they get more pure news out of NPR than the other media outlets. They feel like it's more garbage and they get more of the real news from NPR. So it's a really it's it's a news agency that really people listen to and and, and they feel like it gives just really good accurate news. Obviously not, because that was far from accurate. They called Abby a teenager, and she's not. Now, that's absolutely... Now, hang on. Let me bring Abby on. Then I'll get into this. I shouldn't discuss this unless I have her on. Hang on. Where is Abby? Here we go. Let's bring her on and turn her up, because this is nuts. Hello? Hello? Hi, Abby. How are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm so happy that you decided to come on. It has been many, many years. I know. <laughs> um, it's great. Number one, I want to say a few things before I even get into all this. It's great that you're still doing reviews because, believe it or not, there's not that many people that start doing reviews and stick with it as long as you have. Um, right. You stuck with it. I mean, a lot of it, I'd say 80% of them just kind of die off at some point. Like, like Field of Vapor. I used to love Field of Vapor. He just like disappeared. I mean, there's ones that just disappear but you stuck with it you keep on doing it uh you have an audience for it and and it's wonderful now just so people can understand you have you've had your youtube channel for what three or four years now something like that uh four four and a half maybe now yep it's been a while four four and a half years so yep. you have what over a hundred thousand subscribers on your channel yep yes now for you people to understand you just don't build up a hundred thousand subscribers overnight I mean, that, right. <laughs> it's a lot. she put in a lot of work. She put in a lot of reviews, did a lot of videos. She, you know, she found people who liked her. They respect her. They love her reviews. It's not easy to build up that big of a YouTube. Uh, it's a hell of an accomplishment. So she's worked all these years to build up this YouTube, right? She's got this channel. She also has her Twitch channel. I'll get into that in a minute. Um, and then all of a sudden, NPR is playing a clip of her and calling her, not only calling her a teenage girl, they're calling you a teenage girl, but you're instructing other teenagers how to do vape tricks. Now, I, first, I got to know, how did you find out about this? Someone must have sent it to you. Yeah. So originally, um, there was a comment on one of my YouTube videos and someone said, oh, I think I heard you on the radio the other day on a NPR 
broadcast and they didn't really tell me like any specifics about it. And they said, I didn't know how else to contact you. So they just left a comment on one of my YouTube videos and I replied and I said, oh, if you have a link or more information about it, email me um, and let me know. And then nothing happened. And I think a couple of days later, I got an email from uh, the guys over at Vaping 360. Right. That's where I found, and, I found it on Vaping 360. Yeah. yeah. And they sent me an an email and said, Hey, this is what they're saying about you. Like we, we wanted to let you know so that you could, uh, you know, send a request for a retraction and, and a correction and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the fact, after we went through all of that, you know, then they, then they said, do you mind if we do an article on this as well? Uh, so that, that was the first that I had heard of it. And I think it was like three or four days after the broadcast had aired mm-hmm. that I found out about it. So it was about three or four days after, and vaping three. That's how I found it. I found it on vaping three sixty. So mm-hmm. they they let you know about it. They wrote an article about it. Thank God, because now a lot of people got. It's a pretty big site, so a lot of people got to see it. So mm-hmm. what was your? So you hear it. You're sitting there and you listen to it for the first time. Now I'm listening to it for, when I listen to it for the first time. It's not even me that it happened to, and I'm like irate. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. You, there's just you got to be kidding me. I mean, what was your reaction like? Were you upset? Were, was it funny? Was it, did it bother you even? I mean, I mean, the first reaction is like, I'm just angry that they, that they pulled a clip of me and completely misrepresented me as a person. And then, you know, of course I'm also worried about my YouTube channel and myself as a brand, right. And how people are going to view them using this clip and saying that I'm a teenager, um, and any of the backlash that could come from that. Right. And who knows? You might have some idiots out there that start believing it. You know, some vapors right. will believe anything. They may be like, oh, my God, Abby's really a teenager. And they said <laughs> it on NPR. And listen, NPR is a credible source. I mean, who wouldn't believe that? And they may think that you've just been lying and there was just a whole ruse. And I mean, who got? You're right. God knows. And then you have this channel that you build up. So, I, I mean, I would be I was irate listening to it. I couldn't believe they said that. Now, did you request that that they retract it? Have you been in touch with them? Yeah. So I sent them, I sent an email to, um, to them to do a retraction and a correction, Mm -hmm. um, because I wanted to make sure that they didn't just take it out. They actually put a correction on the site, on the article. But I mean, as we all know, things, (laughs) the corrections and the retractions are never as big as the articles themselves and the broadcasts themselves, because people aren't going to go back and listen to it again or, or read through the article again. Um, but yeah, I sent them the email as soon as I found out about it. And then um, it took them like three days to actually go through with the retraction. They took my audio clip out of the that part of the broadcast. They left everything else in. They just took out, here's a teen on YouTube yeah. teaching a vaping trick and uh, my clip. And then right now, I think there's a correction on the article that says that I was actually 33 at, years old at the time. Um <laughs> Of the video. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, but, you, you know, it's nice. They, they did do a retraction. They took the audio out. But you're absolutely right. And, that, and that's the issue I have. You can't, people can't turn, they're not going to turn around and re-listen to that. People already right. heard it, and it's already there. You know, you are, it doesn't matter if they retract it or not or took it out. There's already a God knows how many people that think, oh, my God, this Abby's some teenage kid on there. And uh, she's instructing teenagers how to do this. These va- I mean, it's crazy. I would be so mad. I mean, you, you just seem so calm about it. Like, it's upsetting. But and you have the right attitude. You really do. Like, what can you do? They retracted it. They took it out. All you can do is move on. 
Uh, and thank God, thank God YouTube didn't pick up on that and, and take out your channel because they could have. They could have heard that and said, this. we didn't know this is a teenager uh, and just right. deleted your channel. And I want, right? I mean, they could have done that. Yeah, and, and they're actually cracking down a lot. YouTube is cracking down a lot on uh, vaping channels and other, you know, what they consider like violent or, you know, on the fringe type channels lately. So that could definitely be, you know, a strike against me. And, and speaking of that, I, I have to bring this up with you. So you're right. There has been a panic in the reviewer world, definitely for this mm -hmm. past week. Uh, Wendy Vape's got her channel deleted. Uh, Alexandra is another vape reviewer. She had about, I don't know, 25,000 subscribers. They just deleted her channel. They did a sweep and deleted uh, review, but I don't know how many, but a certain amount. I know at least those two got their channels deleted. Now, I'm going to have Wendy on later. What, what, after I'm done with you, I'm going to have Wendy on real quick because she got her uh, channel deleted. I believe she was told that because she had a video that was titled Hemp Bombs. Mm -hmm. And and they didn't they didn't send her any warning. So I think what they they're seeing is is they're going after anything that's weed related, CBD related, um, and and these reviewers are panicking and they're taking down all their fucking videos that had anything to do with CBD or weed or anything else. Mm -hmm. um, well, and also not even related with that because I know Tia Vapes actually got a strike on one of her videos that yes. was just like a smoke device. It wasn't anything related to CBD. Absolutely correct. It was just because you're right. She got a strike because it was titled smoke smok and i think they're mm. relating smoke smoking oh no we can't have that um that it, that's nuts but you see that they didn't delete her channel and i want all right. the bigger reviewers to understand this unfortunately they're deleting the smaller ones to get a message to your bigger ones clean it up you know that, that's what they're doing they, that's that they can't they're not going to come to you and email you and say hey you know uh, but but they're putting a message out by doing this now what's interesting about this is uh when did you start doing your Twitch channel? How long ago? Um, end of November last year. End of November last year. Now, what's funny is, is when you did that and you started doing your Twitch thing, um, you don't know this, but I'll tell you. I'm not going to say names, but I'm just going to tell you. Who cares? <laughs> A lot of the reviewers are like, hmm, that makes no sense. What is she doing? That's ridiculous. Why is she right. doing that? Blah, blah, blah. That's stupid, right? Well, that's, that's, that's dumb. Um, they're all saying this made no sense to them. But now with what's going on, I'm sitting there going, hmm, you know what? Abby was the smartest fucking one, you dummies, because now she set up this Twitch, right? So you must have saw, like, is that is that one of the reasons why? Because back then you thought, geez, I mean, I've got to go to another platform because this could be taken away from me? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a combination of a bunch of different things, but one being the fact that they were basically demonetizing every single vaping video out there. I couldn't get a video published without being demonetized so you know it's not like i'm making a living off of youtube but you know i my time is valuable right. so it's Absolutely. nice to have that little bit of um income coming in and then also i noticed a huge drop in views on my videos lately like my latest videos i'll get like 500 to a thousand views whereas before i was getting like 5k views um, so I think something in YouTube's algorithm has changed where they're not showing these videos as much. They're not promoting them as much in your recommended or on your home screen because they're not monetized, right? Because YouTube wants to promote the videos that are huge and get monetized right? Um, because it's advantageous to them. So that was kind of a couple of the things. Um, also, I've always been a gamer and I've always been um, a fan of Twitch just from like the video game side watching uh, watching Twitch live streams. 
Right. And I know kind of the changes that Twitch has made over the last couple of years where they've included creative streams and you can find like um, all kinds of different streams on there now, like glass blowing and body painting and people, you know, sewing together their their cosplay uh, costumes. And there's a couple talk shows on there from you big YouTubers that have gone over to Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that kind of like snowballing and coming together. I just made the decision to do uh, live streaming over on Twitch. I wanted to do the live broadcast, like a weekly talk show type of thing. And I felt like Twitch was a better, a better way to go just because of all the YouTube issues. And then also I feel like live streaming is better done on Twitch than on YouTube for non-gaming channels, which Mm -hmm. is kind of weird to say because Twitch is known for gaming, but it's a lot easier to find talk shows and to find non-gaming content on Twitch because it's separated out. Whereas on YouTube, if you're not already following somebody, it's kind of difficult to find the live content on Twitch. Well, see, now, now Twitch has, has grown, I mean, God, through how many, uh, the past two, three years, they've, they've really grown. And you're right, they've been known mm-hmm. for gaming. Do you think they're realizing, number one, that their platform can serve a lot more than just people gaming and number two, um, with what's going on with YouTube, with not just uh, you guys, your reviewers, there's other uh, things that go on. There's all kinds of people doing reviews of certain, all, all the uh, weed reviewers are taking them all out. You know, there's a bunch of people mm-hmm. that have the capability of creating really good content. Are they embracing them and saying, come over here, you know, come to our platform or we'll let you do your, re- whatever you want to review, whatever the hell it is, live streams. Um, you think they, they get that and they're, and they're embracing it? I think they understand that people that are on YouTube are unhappy and that are looking for something else. And I think they've made some progress towards, you know, building a friendlier platform towards, you know, the people coming over from YouTube because they've added uploads. Now you can upload like previous whatever edited videos you want to the site. I think they have a little more work to do as far as making that look a little better and be a little easier to navigate. Um, but a lot of the big YouTubers are making the switch. And um, like I know H3H3 podcast, they're on Twitch now. Jenna Marbles is on Twitch. Casey Neistat is on Twitch. Uh, Markiplier's on Twitch. So a lot of big YouTubers are kind of experimenting a little bit more with live streaming and with Twitch. So I think that's going to start to kind of make it okay for more people to to come over. Right. Um, so I think they're... I think they're seeing the potential <laughs> i think they're just moving maybe a little slower than they need to <laughs> no they should speed up i mean this you know this is become and and this started really i don't know six months ago and that woman that went up and shot up youtube you know I, you you know what was that a month or two mm-hmm. ago you know that story this woman went up yeah. and, and and shot like killed like three people at the youtube offices and i remember somebody was joking with me saying she's probably upset because she lost her her ad money and it was true. She was upset because, right. <laughs> you know, that's crazy. There was, you had a lot of people who, you know, have these huge YouTube channels with millions and millions of viewers and they count on that income. That's their income. So when they cut that, you know, essentially they, they lost their, their, their pay. They lost their income. And as crazy as it sounds that a, you can actually make a living off YouTube, you can. <laughs> you can right. definitely make a, a living off YouTube. Um, it's just amazing to me. And, and yeah, and I, and I think YouTube's going to paying for this in the end. You know, I think other platforms will come up. I just think they think they're so big, nobody can take YouTube. And they, nobody will ever beat YouTube. 
But I think Twitch can come pretty fucking close. A lot of people know Twitch. I mean, it's just yeah. parents know it because their kids may use it for gaming. I mean, it, it's just a very big platform, and they have the capability of doing that. So all the reviewers that were laughing at Abby six months ago, like, what is she doing? She's actually the smart one. <laughs> <laughs> she actually made, made the move the perfect time, you know, because that's what they're freaking out about. I mean, let's say uh, uh, Suck My Mod, they just delete his YouTube channel. Well, then there goes, I, he's done. I mean, it's gone. He's right. never going to get that many subscribers back. I mean, he has no, if anything, every one of them should be starting Twitch channels so that if that does happen, people know, well, I'm over here too. At least you have that yeah. now. If you get your YouTube channel gone, they know you're over there. Thank yeah, God. and I think I think Twitch has it right too. how their monetization, right, is based around the subscription uh, platform so people can subscribe to you. So it's built around a community, building a community. So it's kind of, um, it's nice because you don't have to rely on being monetized. You don't have to rely on the ad revenue and what ads are going to show on your videos. You have control over building, building your community and getting those, uh, subscriptions. Right. And you, um, it's no different than I, I back in 2004, it was 2004, my car broke down and I brought my mother's car and there was this big fucking box in the car. I've never seen it. And it just kept on playing music that had no commercials. And I'm like, this is the greatest thing on the planet. I tell my mother, I said, what the hell is this? She goes, oh, it's called Sirius Radio. I'm like, what the hell is Sirius Radio? She goes, well, I pay, you know, uh, 20 bucks a month and I get all these music channels and there's no commercials. Now, I went, oh, my God, that's fucking genius. And the next day went one and, got, and went and got one for my car. At the time, I remember all my friends thinking, what, what are you, an idiot? Uh, you just listen to the radio. It's free. I said, no, I'll pay 20 bucks not to hear commercials, not to hear music that's been censored. To me, that's worth it. I've had people like through the years, I've been doing this podcast eight years, tell me, Kevin, why don't you do a subscription thing? We, I'll pay you fucking 10 bucks a month. I love your show. I have no problem doing that. I love supporting it. I've just never done it. I don't know why. I've just never done it. Um, and I do it myself. I pay to listen to me. And now it's just common. Everybody's serious. Next time is everywhere. But back then, I was like, mm -hmm. what are you, a moron? Like, <laughs> I thought I was stupid. But no, I, that's not, 10, 20 bucks is nothing. I will pay if I had a podcast that I listened to that I love. I'd pay 20 bucks a month to hear it. No problem. I want to support that person. I want them to be able to keep on bringing me content. Um, I do this show sporadically because I, get no, I don't get any income off it. It, it. But because I do, it gives me ability to do it whenever I feel like it. But if I did, then I'd probably do it more. I mean, you know, then people, you, you, I, you get what I'm saying. So, yeah, um, yeah, no, that, that's great. That's great that you can do that. And I think more are going to start switching over because of what this YouTube so volatile right now. And especially with all and what this is what I don't get, though. This is what I don't get. You can still go on YouTube. There's this 13 year old kid on there that has a, a YouTube channel um, where he's uh, using a jewel. He's jeweling one of these fucking jeweling channels. Um, <laughs> he's still up. He's still up. You could still go on YouTube right now and look him up. I can't comprehend how that's still up, but yet they take down Wendy Vapes. I mean, right. <laughs> what, what, what is going on? How in the world is that still up? That, I, I want to like, I like, they're leaving it up. They know it's there. They're leaving it up for a reason. Why? And it makes me wonder, well, I don't know. Maybe these anti-groups who I'm sure have paid for advertising through YouTube maybe went and said, you know what, keep it up. We want people to see the dangers. We want people to see there's these kids using these jewels. You know, let people search YouTube and find it. You know, so, so that way they go, oh, my God. I mean, see, it is shocking seeing a 13-year-old sitting in his room talking about jeweling in his middle school bathroom. It's shocking. 
I mean, he looks like he's 10. It's very shocking. I think they're purposely leaving that up because they want people to see that. They want them to get angry and go, oh, my God, this is an epidemic. This is crazy. And speaking of that, Abby, since you've been vaping for so many years, what is your opinion on salt nicks? I have an opinion. I haven't said it yet, but what's your opinion? <laughs> um, they're not for me. I can tell you that. Right. right. <laughs> I can tell you that much. I've reviewed a few of them um, because it's, you know, the hot new thing. Everybody wants you to review their products and everything. But right. I, for me, for somebody that's been vaping for so long, I don't really get the appeal. It's just way too much of a throat hit and it's too harsh for me. Um, but... I could see the appeal maybe for somebody that is, you know, switching from smoking, but, um, but yeah, I just feel like it's too high Nick and too much of a, a throat hit for me personally. I mean, the thing, this is, I guess this is, these are the two things that amazed me was that number one, when the salt Nicks, they just blew up, they came out all over the place. Now they're everywhere now. When these salt Nicks came out, like, I remember years and years and years ago, like if a new flavor would come out, we would wonder like, is it okay to vape this? Um, you know, is like, like, what do they have in here? Is this flavoring all right? If it heat it up, will it give me can? I mean, we didn't know. I mean, we were just worried, we were worried then, you know, about what we were vaping. And that was if a new flavor came out. This salt nick came out of nowhere and everybody's vaping it. So my first question is, is has anybody like even tested this shit? Should we even be vaporizing it? I mean, I, I don't know. It seems like, they just right. put it on the market and everybody's using it, not even questioning that. So I don't personally, I don't use nicotine anymore. So it doesn't matter to me. But if I was using nicotine, I wouldn't just start using this because I really don't know if I should be heating this stuff up. That, that concerns me. And nobody seems to be concerned about that. The second problem I have is, and I'll get into this when I talk about Juul later. So don't worry about that, everybody. You'll get my opinion on that. But like, for example, the Juul. You know, you get these, what are they, 45 or 50 milligrams in, in, in those little little pods, and that's mm -hmm. it. That's it. You know, it's almost like they're loading you up with, it's like, okay, instead of smoking, use this. And Jula said that. We want to get people away from cigarettes and using our product. Well, there should, and, and I understand they can't do it now, I'll get into that, but there should be a step down. There was no step down design with that. It was just getting from smoking to using this. And I thought the whole point of us doing this was we were going to get people off cigarettes, number one, and vaping. And then number two, if they wanted to, with all the various nicotine strengths, we could wean them off nicotine. I ran a vape shop for over th about three and a half years, and we had quite a few customers that their goal not only was to quit, but they wanted to wean off nicotine. Well, you know, with that pod system, no. Now you have vape shops, they're getting them off cigarettes and throwing fixed pods at them that are filled with fucking 40 or 50 milligrams of, of Nick. It's a lot of Nick, and now they're just using that. They just replace the cigarettes to that, and there is no weaning off. You know, it's like that's the other thing that I'm like, eh, I'm, you know, I'm not really keen on. I wish that they, they, and they made it more where you could have a system like that, and that's, that wasn't their goal. Their goal was to just get you hooked on the jewel instead of the cigarettes. And I don't know. I guess it's good business for them, but... We'll see, especially with the FDA being all hard up about, about nicotine. You know, Gottlieb wants people off nicotine. He feels it's bad, and uh, I don't know. I'll get into that after it. I don't want to hold Abby up. So you do your stream on uh, – what do you do, a stream every night on Twitch? I do – the Vapecast is every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern. So it's once a week, uh, every Friday. It's usually a couple hours or so. And then I also do gaming streams. 
as well. So I do gaming streams on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Sunday afternoons. Um, so I do a little bit of both, obviously still vaping during the gaming streams. And, and most of the people that watch are also vapors and have questions or whatever. So, so it's kind of like a more casual, casual interaction. So I got to understand, I have to understand this, uh, cause I, I don't understand this at all. I personally play one game. It's Gran Turismo. Um, I'm a Gran Turismo nerd. I have a fucking steering wheel, a seat. I have a whole setup. I, I love Gran Turismo because it's, it's a racing simulator. I love that it's a simulator. I mean, they actually train race car drivers on Gran Turismo. That's how accurate it is. So I love that game. And, and, and I get it, and I love playing it. I love going online and racing other people on PS4. It's this whole thing. I fucking love it. But I can't imagine that I'd be entertained just sitting and watching somebody. But that's what Twitch is. They just sit and they watch you play these games, right? I mean, that, that yeah, they they watch and interact with the with the streamer. You know, the streamer has like the chat up, and you can interact with people. And I mean, I I compare it to like another sport. You know, watching sports online, right? Mm. You maybe you play soccer, but you also watch watch uh, watch it online. And there are tournaments, gaming, video game tournaments, and stuff like that on Twitch as well that they host. Um, so it's just like a casual thing. A lot of times I'll turn Twitch on just like for background, you know, kind of background noise, listening and watching, chiming in every once in a while. But it's basically just to kind of, you know, get to know the person, have fun watching the game. If they're if it's more of a multiplayer or competitive, you know, there can be some fun moments that happen. Some good, good rage, raging out. On the game. And this is huge. I mean, what you're doing is huge. This is, I mean, this, this has been going on for quite a few years now. I mean, this is not some like small thing. This is a big, yeah. big thing. Well, and I think it was, it was probably maybe even a couple months now, but there's a streamer on Twitch. He goes by the name of Ninja and he plays uh, Fortnite, which is a free to play battle Royale game. Yeah. They also have a PVE side, which is what I play, but, um, he ended up becoming like friends with Drake, basically the rapper Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, found him and Drake likes to play Fortnite and found Ninja cause he's one of the best and found his stream and said, Oh, I want to play with you sometime. And so it was kind of an organic thing. They started playing together and Ninja was streaming and they had, I think it was upwards of 650,000 viewers. I'm sure on Twitch and Twitch almost like broke because it couldn't handle the number of viewers and there were so many articles written about it and so many show, you know, so many things, the media just, just picked it up all over the place. And I'm sure and so every... I think that's going to help boost, you know, yeah. all of this, um, and not only that, all the live streams and stuff. And not only that, every company on the planet's probably trying to get in touch with this ninja, just wanting to throw money at him. <laughs> oh he's yeah, like, <laughs> for sure. For I sure. Mean, it, it probably changed his life. I mean, you know, like he probably never thought, Oh my God. I mean, that, that's crazy. That is absolutely crazy, and and a lot of these people do get paid, right? They get paid too to like like the bigger ones, the ones that have like hundreds of thousands of of people. They literally get paid by these companies to play games. Oh yeah, and he's I mean, so also Amazon bought out Twitch, so they have Amazon Prime. You get a perk of getting a subscription on Twitch free every month, mm -hmm. but the streamer still gets that money from the subscription. So all these kids are going to Ninja stream and they all have parents that have Amazon prime. So he, I think he got up to something like 
three or four hundred thousand subscribers and wow. he's getting a few bucks on each of those subscribers oh. every single month so i mean there's huge potential and then they also have the ability to run ads if they want like if they're going to the bathroom or something they could run a 30 second ad um and they have twitch has the ability to um they have like a currency that they use you basically buy all these bits and then you can cheer to the streamer and, and they get a cut of that as well. So there are a bunch of different ways to monetize it. And then also sponsors, like you said, I think he's sponsored by Bud Light and a bunch of other gaming stuff. So I'm sure he is. Um, but I mean, is do you ever worry that maybe, okay, let's say, you know, people start going over to Twitch and that becomes now the platform where you're seeing these reviews and everything else. Are you now at some point you could have groups come out and tell Twitch, hey, listen, you can't be showing these videos of people vaping anymore. You think they're gonna cave in and say, Okay, and they're just I mean, or or would they would they fight for these people that are creating content for them and uh you know, helping growing their, 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 their business. I mean, you know, the, a lot of these people, these reviewers throughout the years, I mean, they, they really did. They helped YouTube grow and then YouTube just fucked them. You know, they took their money and now they're right. booting them. You think that same could happen with Twitch? I mean, I, I think only time will tell, but I, from the content that I've seen on Twitch, <laughs> um, they're a little more lenient in their, in their thinking when it comes to that. Um, because you do have, I know there are some like weed live streams where they have like where it's legal, um, where they're, you know, in their offices or whatever. And they have other, you know, fringe channels. So I feel like they'd probably be a little more uh, accepting of that kind of thing. Right. But I mean, you know, who knows? You never know. <laughs> that is true. You never know. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I'll tell you, those anti groups, they got a lot of money. They get out there and, and, and they have the, they can get to the media and just cause a frenzy. I mean, they literally caused this jewel frenzy in within weeks, a couple weeks. I mean, it's amazing how fast they got yeah. out there and made this an epidemic. You turn on every morning show now. I turn on today's show. Yesterday morning, I turned it on. Oh, the epidemic of jewels and high school kids. I mean, it's unbelievable how fast they get it out there. And people just believe it. They believe it. You know, people believe anything pretty much you hear on the news, which is... And if anything, this might even create more of a... Like, this is going to create more of a flurry around Jewel because these kids are probably seeing these news shows, too, and seeing the TV and saying, oh, what's that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Everybody in my school is doing this? Okay, I guess I should be doing that, too. Oh, you know what? It's funny. Someone put up a, a, a picture the other day, and, and, you know, it's absolutely true. They have all these anti-groups that use kids to do ads. They send them to these hearings. They have them... Hold. I mean, there was a commercial in California where that kid's holding e-cigarettes, vaping right on fucking camera. They're talking about us. They're the ones that <laughs> are fucking got the kids right. out there doing this stuff. I mean, it's it's absolutely insane. But uh, I don't know. It's it's never gonna. You know, you've been around for years. This is just. It, it's never gonna stop. It calmed down for a while. It's come back. But uh, and, and it's never gonna get fixed because like I, you know, and you know this, Abby. Ninety percent of the e-liquid companies don't think there is anything child appealing about their marketing or labels. And the fact is there is. And it's never going to change because they don't think it is. Like, you know, I, I've seen them argue, well, anime is not, not cartoons. We could use anime on our labels. No, anime is a cartoon. And if you're using it, you know, they're, they're going to say you're appealing to kids. Uh, pictures of uh, cartoon text. Well, that's fine because it's not actually a cartoon. I mean, the people that are 
the ones, and they're not marketing to children. You know that. It's just the ones that are being accused of it, and it looks like they are. They're never going to change because they don't think they are, and they are. Pretty much anything with bright colors, you're marketing to children, um, and it's never going to stop. And I'll, and I'll tell you why, Abby. I'm, I'm going to let you in on a little secret on the e-liquid world, just so you, it, everybody understands, because I've said this before. I'll say it again. In the e-liquid world, and I was told this too, what's in your bottle doesn't matter. doesn't mean shit. That juice could taste right. like shit. They don't care. What it comes down to the box, the design on the box, the label, the design on the label, um, your marketing. You have to have the hot chick with her tits hanging out, holding your juice, or they have to be uh, on a car. You have to have the palm trees. You have to have the bright colors. It has to have bright colors. The labels have to have bubbly or bright fonts. Everything has to be bright, colorful, stick out. Got to be in a box. But everything has to be a certain way. But the juice doesn't matter doesn't mean shit. And I remember telling these people, well, my juice, I think, is really good, but I don't have any of that, so I'm just going to base it on you know, that my juice is good. And they're like, yeah, you'll fail. <laughs> they tell me, you'll fail. And, 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 I, and I'll tell you something. You know, I'm, I'm not failing, but they're, they're absolutely right in the aspect of I have... I, they see my juice. For example, a distro will see my juice. So, you know, a distro will see and say, oh, my God, you know, give us some information. We'd like to see your juice. And then these distros have these marketing teams. They have these marketing teams that look at your juice and decide whether or not it's marketable or not. And what I've gotten through all of them is, Kevin, your juice is delicious, but it's not marketable. You don't have the box. You don't have the bright colors. You don't, I mean, we just, you know, and we just will pass. I mean, they're not interested. Um, and the biggest thing, the problem I have too, is you have to dump sweetener in. I have no sweetener. I refuse to use sweetener. And they said, you have right. to have sweetener in it. You don't have sweetener, you're doomed. You, no one's going to want it. Um, which is not true again, but, um, that's the e-liquid industry. And, uh, because that's what it is, it's never going to change. And, and we're fucked. I don't know what kind of advertising requirements they're going to make, but the FDA will, I mean, pretty much they're going to post it a plain white box at this point. Because they're gonna, right. the, yeah, the industry is not going to stop. I mean, it's just not going to stop. And none of them are purposely targeting children, but it doesn't matter. To the FDA, they are. It looks like they are. You know, and, and, and it does. You see it, Abby. A lot of these, these companies marketing and labels, and it's, it's bad. <laughs> it's, it's real bad. You know? So I don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully we survive. But I don't want to hold you up because I know you do your stream, and I, and I, want, I want you to get to that. I want to thank you for coming on. You can, of course, find Abby Vapes on YouTube. Just search Abby Vapes, and her channel is there for now. Hopefully, they don't take it down. <laughs> right. I mean, my God, with everything else that's going on. You can find her on, what do they, just go to Twitch and do Abby Vapes? It's the same thing, or is it different on Twitch? Uh, it's actually twitch.tv slash Abby Hour. Um, I decided to go with the Abby Hour just because I am doing gaming content as well. So, But the Vapecast is Friday, every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's 8 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, she does the vape cast. And then what you do is interesting is you do the vape cast, and then do you take that and put that up on your YouTube? Yeah, so okay. I edit down into sections. Usually the vape cast is like two hours long. We'll talk about like a review. We'll try an e-liquid. We'll do a coil build. You know, we do a bunch of different things. And then I kind of trim those down into shorter segments for YouTube. Right. Oh, that's excellent. See, that's smart. That's smart mm -hmm. what you're doing. I love that everybody gave you crap and you're actually <laughs> doing the doing the smart. <laughs> well, now now I'm gonna start uploading those also to Twitch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so that they're all there. No, you just should. In case. You absolutely should. I mean, I, I don't know what's going on on YouTube. They've seen. I don't know if anybody else that's been deleted so far. They've seen to have calmed down. 
But uh, you never know. Listen, all, all it takes is some group to go to YouTube and say, hey, uh, there's kids and and uh, or, or even, you know, states. You could have a, a, a state go to YouTube and say, you know, we've got these problem with you having these weed videos and our children are watching them. And I mean, anything like that. And, and they're just going to delete, delete, delete. And all that work you put in all those years is just gone. I mean, it's 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 scary that they can do that, but. They can. I guess that's what happens when you uh, depend on YouTube, and maybe we shouldn't have. You know, I remember years and years ago, there was someone trying to start a separate website for all vape reviewers, like back in 2010. And I'm like, that's stupid. It's not going to go anywhere because people just go to YouTube. I mean, right. you know, they don't know who you are. It's not, it's not going to make any sense. And uh, it never really took off or did anything. But I don't know. I mean, if I'm sure if they knew now what they knew, you know, then what they knew now, then they may have done that. But who knows? It is what it is. Hopefully, hopefully you survive through this and you don't have any issues. And uh, I apologize for NPR since they won't ap- apologize to you. I'll apologize right. for them. Yeah, I never got a reply <laughs> directly from them. They just right. retracted it and corrected it. So. Right. Well, at least they retracted it and corrected it, you know. Right. That's just fucked, though. I mean, NPR, I listen, I, if I heard something on NPR, I'd probably believe it because they're just a, such a legitimate news agency. For them just to put that out there and not even check, that's fucking crazy. That's just mm-hmm. crazy. And you're, you're a better person than I am because I'd be irate. I'd be calling lawyers. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be going nuts. Right. I mean, you're, you're well, just, I did. I did talk to a lawyer, actually, about and, it. But. And what did he say? He said you really can't do yeah. anything, right? I mean, what are you well, going to do? Well, the first step in Georgia is you have to ask for a retraction. That's like the first step to like a defamation lawsuit or anything that you want to go forward with. Um so if they hadn't have done the retraction and correction, then maybe there would have been further action taken on my part. But um, as long as there's no backlash on my end, you know, nothing comes towards me negative because of it. I, I don't see any any uh, further action, but we shall see. We shall see. Hopefully it doesn't. It shouldn't. But uh, that's true. We'll see. Well, Abby, I want to thank you. For coming on i really appreciate it i appreciate when you came on the first time i appreciate you're coming on now i will always always support women reviewers because i i said it years ago i said it again i don't feel that women vape reviewers get the credit the kudos that the men do and honestly some of them just do a better job than the guys and i and i don't know <laughs> why i, I just i it, it is you know it is that they don't get the subscriber base that some of the guys do i don't get it i don't understand um, I much rather watch a woman explain a, a product to me than a guy, to be honest. But uh, you know, they just don't get the 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 kudos and the subscribers and 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 the uh, accolades they should get. So I'm always going to make sure that they get it. I will I will force it upon my listeners to make sure that they respect the woman vape reviewer and give them the kudos that they deserve. Well, I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> Thank you for having me on here. But thanks for coming to on. Talk Abby. about it. Excellent. And uh, we will talk to you soon. And uh, thanks. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. Excellent. That was Abby Vapes. I like Abby Vapes. Very, very nice. Poor girl going through that crap. She's better. I tell you, she's better than I am. I would have flipped the fuck out if that happened to me. She's a better person than I am. Now, I want to I want to discuss something. While we're waiting for Wendy, Wendy should be coming on around six, about 15 minutes, maybe 10 minutes. I want to talk about something. Hang on one second. There I go. I need a drink. Jewel, the other day, obviously everybody knows that Jewel's been getting a lot of pressure 
a lot of pressure. They've been getting pressure from the FDA, pressure from anti-groups. There's this big thing about an epidemic with teenage kids and jewels, and they're using jewels, and oh my God, and it's the end of the world, and what's jewel going to do about it? And the FDA going to them and saying, what are you going to do about this jewel? There's an epidemic with these kids, and blah, 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 and this and that, and everything else. So this is pretty much what Jewel said. And I'm going to tell you what they should have said, okay? This is what they said. They said, number one, we're going to invest $30 million into putting together research and groups and whatever we have to do to determine why these kids are doing this and how we can stop it. And, you know, whatever we have to do, we'll, we'll put together groups or if we have to do scientific studies or whatever the hell we have to do, we're going to donate $30 million. We're going to give, not donate, we're going to give $30 million towards research and trying to figure out how to stop teens from using their, or any vapor products for that matter, or even smoking, just get teens away from nicotine, how we can prevent this and stop that. So that's the first thing they said they're going to do. Now they did that because a lot of these anti-groups, they want to hear that it's going to cost them. And, and the FDA as well. They want to hear, we want it to hit them in the wallet. We want, we want it to hurt. So when you say $30 million, you go, wow, yeah, we're making them pay big. These anti-groups are like, yeah, we're, we're really making them pay. We're taking $30 million from them. Ha, ha, ha. That's what you get for, for having these jewels and getting kids and vaping and this and that bullshit. All fucking bullshit. Number one, thir- and I think it's over like three years or four years or something. Number one, $30 million to Jewel. It's a joke. That's nothing, <laughs> okay? It really is nothing. If it's over three years, what is that, $10 million a year? That's nothing. They're probably doing that a uh, fucking month. I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous. It's not a whole lot of money, okay? Number one. So I know they think they stuck it to them, but they really didn't. Now, the second thing they said, which has a lot of the industry in an uproar, is they said that they're going to support 21, the age of 21, to vape, to smoke, whatever. Raise the age to 21. 21 to smoke, 21 to vape. There's states, some states have already done this. They're actually trying to do it here in Connecticut. They're trying to raise the age to 21. Now, the vape industry, vape shops are irate at this. Why are vape shops so mad that Juul is supporting raising the age to 21 to vape? Which, number one, is not the answer. That's, gonna, that's not going to stop kids from vaping or smoking cigarettes. They raised the age of 21 for drinking. It didn't fucking do it. It didn't stop it. They still drink. But why are they so irate? I'll tell you why. They're irate, in vape shops especially, because number one, 18 to 20, that's about 30% of their business. I worked at a vape shop three and a half years. I'm telling you right now, I know. 30, if not more, minimum, 30% of your business is 18, 19, and 20-year-olds. No question about it. Now, obviously, Jewel feels like that's not really, I guess, a big enough market for them, the 18, 19, and 20-year-olds. So, you know what? Fuck them. Uh, Who cares? We'll support the age to 21 thing to make the FDA happy, make these anti-groups happy who all want to raise the age to 21 because we want to make them happy. They're sorely mistaken. Boy, are they wrong. College kids use and love Jewel. Lots and lots and lots of them. Lots. I think they are grossly underestimating the 18, 19, and 20-year-olds that use jewels. They really are. They're grossly underestimating it. A lot of them use it. So, though it's not going to hurt them, it's not going to put them out of business, 
it did sting a little bit. It's going to sting a little bit to use those, you know, to, 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 to lose those customers. But for a vape shop, it's really going to hurt. It is really going to hurt. Losing 18 to 20-year-olds as customers is actually going to put vape some, not all, will put some vape shops out of business. Because then, you know, they lose that income. Now they're, they're barely sustaining as it is. Now they lose that. Now they're screwed. And vape shops feel like, fuck you, Jewel. You know, you came out a few years ago. You came to me. You wanted me to sell your product. And it's true. Jewel, when, when they first came out, they went after vape shops to sell their products. And vape shops picked them up and they sold their products. Vape shops help get Jewel out to the mainstream. No question about it. Without vape shops, Jewel would not be what it was today. Jewel, vape shops got Jewel. I'll say it one more time. Vape shops got Jewel out onto the market. So now, what's been happening within the past definitely six months, I'd say probably in the past year now, but definitely past six months, is now it's to the point where Jewel's in all these convenience stores. Okay? They're in these, they're in 7-Elevens, they're everywhere. They're in convenience stores, is, where, is really where they want to be. And now that they're, they're in so many convenience stores, and I know this from, ta- from having an uh, e-liquid company and talking to tons of brick and mortars, there's brick and mortars now that they won't even sell to. A lot of them, quite a few, that used to carry Jewel and they just won't sell to them anymore. If you're a, a, a new vape shop and you want to carry Jewel, they, they could give a shit. They're getting away from being sold in vape shops and focusing on convenience stores, which, don't get me wrong, that's a very smart business move. They want to maximize profits. That's where the money is. If you could get your product behind that, that, that convenience store counter where all the cigarettes are, oh, my fucking God, that's prime space, baby. You're going to do very well. And that's where they're, you know, they're, at this point, they're beyond needing vape shops at all or even needing this industry. So when people get the, the stores and, you know, various people that are very involved in the vaping industry get upset with Juul. I get it. And they're absolutely right. Juul used the vape industry to get their product out there. And now they're huge. And now they're like, yeah, fuck you. Not only do we not need you anymore to sell our product, we're going to support legislation that's going to take away 30% of your customers. So I get why they're upset. And that's true. They're saying that and it's absolutely true. Okay, so those are the two things that Jewel said they were going to do. They're going to support raising the age of 21 to buy vape products and cigarettes as well, anything with nicotine. And they're going to put this $30 million towards education and research and all this bullshit. Now, I'm going to tell you what Jewel should have done. This is what they should have said. They didn't, but this is what they should have said. If I was Jewel, if I was the CEO of Jewel, this is what I would have done, Okay. Number one, and you know what? I just learned something today that I didn't even know, and I'm glad I, I, I go on Facebook and read things because I just saw this. I didn't even realize this. So number one, and, and this is what Stefan, Stefan actually said this on Facebook. I didn't know this, but now I do. I was going to suggest they do this, but apparently they've already been doing this. They've been putting out people like groups. They've been doing these stings, sending underage people out to stores, vape shops, convenience stores, both to see if they are, in fact, selling their product to minors. And apparently, they've been doing this for a while. So now, Juul is spending the money to send these people out, these underage kids, these groups, whatever the hell, to get them to try to buy Juuls. And, and, then, and, then finding, and then not only that, finding out if the store is selling to them, and they do fail this thing, and they do sell to a minor, they're not selling their product to that store anymore. 
So let's say Jewel has a sting. They send out a, a 15-year-old. He walks into a 7-Eleven in Baltimore. He walks out. Look, I bought it. See, they sold me a Jewel, and I'm only 15. Well, then Jewel goes to him and says, you're not going to sell our products anymore. You're done. You're off. We're not going to sell it to you anymore. Now, that's what I was going to suggest they do. But apparently, from what Stefan said, they're already doing that. So if they're already doing that, number one, why the fuck did you not come out and say that? Say, hang on. Say, for how many weeks or how many months, we've actually been setting up stings ourselves to catch any retailers that are selling our product to minors. And then if we find out they are selling to the minors, guess what? They're not going to sell our products anymore. Why the fuck didn't you say that? That's the first thing you should have said. Oh, my God. People would be like, oh, that's great. They're actually, that, that's fantastic. Who the fuck does that? There's no vape companies doing that. That's incredible. If, and, and if they aren't doing that and it's not true and they haven't been doing that, because I'm just, again, going off what Stefan said on Facebook. If they are haven't been doing that, then that's what they should have done. They should have said, okay, well, then we're going to set up stings where we're going to go after these stores. And if we catch them selling our product to minors, guess what? They don't sell our product anymore. I would even go a step further and say, not only are they not going to sell our product anymore, they will have to give us any of our current product they have. So let's say they have uh, 30 uh, fucking uh, jewel, uh, jewels in their store and 100 pods. When we, if we catch them selling to a miner, we get to confiscate that inventory. They don't get their money back. We confiscate our, our, our product, and they're never allowed to sell our product ever again. That's wonderful. Oh, my God. You don't think that fucking satisfied them to be like, what a wonderful thing. That's fantastic. So you're making sure it's not happening. And I'll tell you something. If these stores see that's going on, if they announced it and these stores see that that's, that's going on, they don't want to lose their jewel sales. They're going to be like, fuck this. I ain't selling these fucking kids. Fuck that. I mean, I, I don't want to lose my, my jewels. I got a lot of customers that buy this. And they're going to be a lot less likely to sell to a minor. Now, not all of them. Some aren't going to care. It's just a fact. Some aren't going to care. Unfortunately, and, and I'm listen, it's a fact. Someone said it on my Facebook. They said it kind of kind of rudely and it came off kind of bad, but I do agree with them. I'm going to say it in a nice way. They said it in a very bad way, but I'm going to say it in a nice way. You have a lot of these Indian stores that just don't care. They don't care. They'll sell to anybody. They don't give a shit. But you know what? If they're going to risk losing their jewels and losing their pods, and, and, and if they get caught, you know, I don't know, maybe that'll make them say, oh, maybe we need to care. And unfortunately, some still won't. They'll sell anyway, but that's fine. Then you find out where they are, you weed them all off. So that's the first thing that Jules should have said. If they have been doing that, in fact, they should come out and say that because that's phenomenal. Second thing they should have came out and said, if they've been following what's going on with the FDA and Gottlieb and everything else, if they had a fucking brain, this is the second thing they should have said. Gottlieb has made very clear that he wants people off nicotine. Okay, he's said it many times. It's it's you know we we got to get people off nicotine. We don't want people addicted to nicotine. He wants to take nicotine out of cigarettes, so they they have very very little nicotine in them. He wants to regulate how much nicotine can be in a cigarette. He does not want people on nicotine. He wants them off, and that's why vaping probably in my opinion, was appealing to him and probably why he invested in a vape company before he became head of the FDA. Because he saw the potential of these products and the fact that you can get someone vaping and you have all these various nicotine strengths and they can actually wean off nicotine, which is at the end of the day what he wants. He, doesn't, he just doesn't want you not smoking. He wants you not using nicotine either. So you have this wonderful product that only gets people off cigarettes, but they actually wean off nicotine with it. Go from 12 to 6 to 3 to 1.5 to 0. 
So coming to what Jules should have done, the second thing they should have said, number two, the second thing they should have said is what we would love to do is we support what uh, Dr. Gottlieb wants to do, and we support wanting to get people off this this uh, drug nicotine. Even say that it's not a dangerous drug, but given to them this dangerous drug nicotine. We want to get people off. So, Mr. Gottlieb, FDA, uh, people of the United States, put out a press release. We would love to be able to help people get off nicotine. We can do that. We would love to be able to create these pods where they may get a lot of nicotine in the beginning, but then offer various strengths so that they can actually work their way down and wean themselves off of nicotine. So say the, the Juul Pod's 50 milligram. Well, then we'll offer 40, 30, 20, 10. We, we, want to, we believe in what Gottlieb is saying. We want to help get people off nicotine. So not only do we want to get them off cigarettes, we want to help get them off nicotine. We want to create these pods where that they have various strengths so that we can work them down to the point of vaping and not even using nicotine. We want to help them with that mission of getting people off nicotine. But, but, big but, here's the problem, Mr. Gottlieb. We can't. Because of this predicate date, this August 8th, 2016 predicate date, we can't come out with these pods, with these various Nick strengths to do that because your regulations won't let us. We can't. We'd love to do that, but the current regulations don't allow us to do that. So hopefully the FDA will work with us, Juul as a company, will work with us to change the regulations so that we are able to now come out with these products where if people want to get off nicotine, we can help them by offering various pod strengths to wean them off. Oh, my God. How great would that have been? So, number one, you would have had them now saying, oh, shit, well, you know what? They got a point. Maybe we should reconsider this predicate date. Maybe we need, you know, that would have got them thinking, and it would have made, it would have been a, a step towards them hopefully realizing that and wanting to eliminate this predicate date that exists so that we can now put all these new products out without worry and come up with some sort of system so we can do that. And it would have satisfied all the antis as well as the FDA saying that we refuse to sell products to stores that are going to sell to minors. And we're going to spend $5 million on creating these stings and, and millions of dollars of, of, of making sure that this is not happening and confiscating jewel products from stores that are, are doing this and selling to kids. That's how serious we are. Everybody would have been happy with that. And the vape industry would have said, thank you, Jewel, for... for you know, because now, now they're going to help them get rid of this predicate date. Everybody wants, well, not everybody, but most everybody wants this predicate date gone. They would have been a hero to everybody. Everybody would have happened. The, the vape industry, the FDA, these anti groups, parents worried about their kids getting these jewels, all this crazy stuff. Everybody would have been happy. That's what Jewel should have said. But they didn't. But they should have. They should have talked to me before they did all this. Hang on. Let me see if Wendy Vapes is ready. Wow, that took me a long time to say that. <laughs> that took me a long time to say that. Hang on. Let's see if Wendy is there. Wendy Vapes. Poor Wendy. I will say you ready, and then I can bring her on over the Facebook thing. Poor Wendy got her channel deleted. 
She worked up over 5,000 subscribers. She had her channel on YouTube. They deleted it because she, I believe, well, I'm going to ask why they deleted it, but they deleted her entire channel, which is terrible. Very, very, very sad. Um, I just want to find out what they told her. And I know she, she filed for an appeal to get it back and blah, 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 and all this stuff. But everybody should subscribe. I, I, and, and I'm going to put her new channel, the link to her new channel in the, uh, in the show notes. And subscribe to her new channel. You know, she's got to work everything back up again, which is a shame. It's a real shame she has to do that, but it is what it is. So, yeah, next time, Jewel, give me a call. I'll tell you exactly what to say. That's what you should have said. Not what you said. What you said is nuts. They're going to support 21. And the vape is going nuts. Oh, I can't believe that. How can you not believe that Jewel wants to support uh, the age of 21? They, don't, they could give a fuck about vape shops. They're huge now. They don't need vape shops. They just simply don't need them. You know, another company that doesn't need vape shops, Cosmic Fog. How many vape shops you see at Cosmic Fog? And I don't see hardly any fucking... I've, I, I have yet to walk in a vape shop and see Cosmic Fog. You want to know why? They don't give a fuck. They're in Walgreens. You can go to Walgreens and buy Cosmic Fog. <laughs> you think they give a fuck? They're in Walgreens. You give a fuck about being in a vape shop. But then again, I don't see Cosmic Fog doing anything to sell out the vape industry either. Unlike what Jewel did, which is crazy. Absolutely crazy. And I'll tell you something. Mark my words. The FDA knows. For any, any, anybody listening, any juice companies, I know you're listening. Mark my words. The FDA knows that every salt nick on the market, with the exception of Juul, they're the exception. Other than Juul, every salt nick juice on the market is after the date. And they know it's not on the, and they know it's not on the market legally. They know. I know you think you got them fooled, but they know. Every single one. Unless you're Jewel, they know if you're a Salt Nick product, you are out after the date. They know it. You're not fooling anybody. <laughs> okay? I'm not going to get into it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to start saying things that I probably shouldn't say. I'm just going to say they know. So think about that when they contact you. And they're wanting documents and this and that, everything else. Just remember, they know. You're not fooling anybody. You know, this juice industry is so crazy. What a crazy thing. I've never seen something as crazy as the e-liquid industry. I really haven't. It is amazing to me. It, it, it's almost like, you know, they think everybody's stupid and they're just attracted to bright colors and, and boxes. And uh, it really is like that. It doesn't matter what's in the bottle doesn't matter. You could have shit juice. It doesn't matter what's in the bottle. You would think the only thing that would matter is what's in the bottle. No. That means shit. If your juice is good or not, it doesn't mean a fucking thing. It's absolutely crazy. Absolutely nuts. But you know what? I'm not really worried about it. Because I'll tell you something. If the marketing continues, which it's going to, we might get to a point where we can only be sold in a white plain box. White play box with a nicotine warning on it. Nothing else. A white plain fight. It might, it might, it could possibly come to that. And then if that happens, you know what it's going to mean if that happens? Then it's all going to depend on your juice and how good it is and what's in that bottle. And 90% of the juices out there, yeah, they're not going to make it. They're not that good. They're not going to make it. They're shit. They're just a couple flavors. Dump, with, so dump some fucking sweetener in it. They're not going to make it. They're going to be done because they don't have their 
their their marketing and their boxes and their fucking bright colors and the and the models with their tits hanging out holding their juice and all this bull that's all gone. Try to sell juice then. When it's just dependent on what your juice actually tastes like, if it's actually really good or not, if it's actually something that you can vape day in and day out. Most of them are done. But that's where I'll shine. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm going to shine. That's what I'm going to do very, very well. Um, all right. I don't know where Wendy is, but I got to wrap this up. I'll give her a few more minutes. I'll give her a few more minutes. We'll give Wendy a few more minutes. Is there anything else going on? Hang on. Let me check real quick before I forget. Because, you know, I do this show, and then I see things, and then I go, oh, shit. And I forget, like, I wanted to talk about certain things, and I forget to talk about certain things. There's something I kind of do want to talk about, but mm, I don't know if I should talk about it yet. Because uh, it's something personal. that I don't know if my fiancé wants me to say it. I may or may not. I'm trying to find my page. Hang on. All right, here we go. I don't think there really is anything. Oh, I do want to mention something real quick. I do want to mention something. I recommend shows. I recommend stuff. I'm going to recommend a show for you or or, or something on Netflix for you. It's called Gringo. It's It's a documentary called Gringo. Gringo is about John McAfee. Okay? John McAfee. Who's John McAfee? John McAfee is the gentleman that created McAfee antivirus. Back in the middle 80s, he created McAfee antivirus. Now, if you know anything about McAfee antivirus, you would know that it was in every goddamn computer in the 80s and 90s. Everywhere. I mean, McAfee, you couldn't buy a computer without it having McAfee on it. That was the antivirus software to have, was McAfee. So he created this antivirus software. He ended up actually being bought out. I think maybe it was in the 90s or early 90s, but they they bought him out. They gave him like $100 million. He got a fuck ton of money, right? So when he gets this money, he gets this money, he's done, he moves to Belize. He goes to Belize. He builds this big house, this big, huge mansion, this beautiful place. Uh, he, you know, he sets up. Then he starts like donating money and stuff to the police department. He's like buying the police department equipment. He's giving him money. He's giving a lot of stuff to the Belize police, where he is, the, the, the police department in Belize. Why? You'll find out in a second. So he's giving all this money, giving all this money. He's donating all this money. I mean, it's crazy. He starts... Uh, hooking up with uh, different girls that live there in Belize. Uh, he has like five or six girlfriends at a time. Um, he never just has one girlfriend. He has got girls. He's partying. He's got this whole great thing going on, right? He's just going nuts. But yet he was also paranoid all the time. He was constantly paranoid. He always walked around with a gun. He always had armed guards. He had armed guards all through his property. He was always just very paranoid because I think he felt like he had a lot of money and like someone would try to rob him or kid. He was worried about being kidnapped because of all the money and who he was. Everybody knew who he was in Belize. I mean, they knew he was John McAfee. They knew who he was, where he came from. And yes, it's true. He could have been kidnapped there. So he was always freaking out, but very paranoid. So he had armed guards, all this shit going on. So at some point, his neighbor was murdered. His next door neighbor got murdered. So now they're starting to wonder like, 
they're suspecting, I don't know, maybe something happened. Maybe he got mad. Maybe maybe McAfee killed him. Maybe he hired somebody to kill him. I don't know. They're trying to figure out what happened to his neighbor. They really can't figure it out because, honestly, and they said it, they just don't have the ballistics. and They, they don't have what we have here to, like, you know, search some, you know, get someone's DNA or, you know. They don't have the forensics here and Belize that we do here. So they really couldn't build a case because they didn't have the stuff they needed to, forensic-wise, to build a case. So then they're also interviewing his his former girlfriends through all this uh, this documentary. And apparently, you know, this is so sick, the most disgusting part. Apparently, so they're talking to, they're talking to these girlfriends and they're trying to, you know, learn about John and, and you know, who he is and blah, 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 and this and that. Now, all of them said the same thing. Now, the, review, the, the documentarian asked them, she said, was it like a sexual relationship, blah, blah, blah. They all said the same thing. We didn't actually have sex with him. He wasn't having intercourse with these women. What he was having these women do, and they all said the same thing. They were all interviewed at separate times, separate rooms. Um, and now, years later, they don't even know each other. They all said the same thing. He, <laughs> I can't believe, this is so gross. He liked when they would shit in his mouth. They would literally shit in his mouth. He got off on that. That's what he wanted. They described going out to this hammock, and, and he would lay down, and he'd have them sit out, you know, above them in the hammock, and he'd always want them not on his mouth, not on him. Literally, they said he would want me to shit in his mouth. What the fuck? That's fucking, ah, I can't even imagine that's, fucking outrageous that I, I ugh, it's just bizarre so this guy's fucking weird he's got these girls shit in his mouth he's running around partying he's got guns and armed guards so his neighbor ends up dead so now he's freaking out because he knows that the Belize police think it's him so now I'm telling you the whole documentary well not really you got to watch it so now he flees to Guatemala now he's in Guatemala this whole thing happens um, you know, now, now they're wanting to extradite him, but he's like doing things with lawyers. And all, he's got all the money in the world, so he's hiring lawyers, doing this and doing that. He somehow works it where, and I'll let you watch the documentary to find out because it's interesting, but he somehow works it where he ends up back in the United States. So now he's back in the United States, and now he's back, uh, you know, it, now he's back, you know, building up company, building up this company. He ran for president of the United States in this last election as a libertarian. John Mack, if you look it up, he actually ran as the Libertarian candidate. He actually came in second um, as the Libertarian candidate. And people are just shocked, especially these people in Belize. Like, they can't believe that people are actually taking him. And, like, he's credible, and, and he, now he's back in business. People love him. They talk about how smart he is, how great he is. Um, he apparently had some American woman that was working with him in Belize, and he raped her and was drugging her, and, and just this whole nightmare thing. And, and they talk to these people, and they're just shocked that he's actually here, and America's just, like, embraced him and brought him back, and he's just a wacky fucking guy. Wacky. You got to watch this documentary. It's called Gringo. It's on Netflix. It's fascinating. This guy is fucking something else. What a bizarre guy. Very, very bizarre guy. I mean... <laughs> I've never seen. It's it's just amazing to me. It's absolutely amazing to me how uh, how people do that. 
and it seems a lot of times like people with money, you know, people with money seem to be in really freaky things. Like, you know, there's a lot of guys, like you have a lot of New York businessmen that will like pay women to like, you know, step on them and, and totally dominate them and, you know, whip them and beat them. And I, I don't know. It's just, it's fascinating to me that, that guys with powered money, like want to be, I don't know, treated like shit and dominated. There's a whole thing, a psych psychological thing with that. I don't know. But this guy went to the fucking extreme. I mean, having girls shit in his mouth. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh my God. How that is in any way, shape or form sexually gratifying beats the living shit out of me. I don't know how you could even, wow, that's insane. Anyway, it is 616. I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't eaten all day. I haven't eaten a goddamn thing. I've been doing my keto. Well, I'm off keto now, but I've lost all my weight. I ate junk yesterday, so now I'm starving myself because I, I, you know what I ate? I ate a foot-long Subway sandwich on flatbread, which to anybody be like, oh, what's the big deal? Well, yeah, I eat that and I put on a fucking pound. So uh, I starve myself the next day so that my weight stays the same. My weight hasn't gone up. I'm still around 160, which is amazing to me. I was one, I was almost 200 pounds, got down to one, 160. And I'm going to stay there. And I've been staying there. I've been maintaining. My girlfriend fucking lost 100 pounds. 100 goddamn pounds. She's down to like 120 now. It's unfucking believable I'm telling you, this keto thing works. It absolutely works. And I don't know where Wendy is. Maybe she's running late. I don't know. I, I got to wrap up the show. Wendy, I'm sorry. I'll have you on another show at some time, I promise. But Wendy Vapes, I believe her YouTube channel is, if you just go to YouTube and type in Wendy Vapes, let me see. Let's go to YouTube. Let's type in Wendy Vapes. Wendy Vapes. Yes, it comes up. Wendy Vapes too. So her channel's up. So just type in Wendy Vapes in YouTube and go and subscribe to her channel. Help her out. Please, I'm, I'm asking you nicely. She's a nice girl. She does reviews. She did a tea time review, which is awesome. She loved tea time, which is fantastic. Um, and, you know, she's just a, she's a nice girl. Just join her channel. Wendy Vapes on YouTube. Look her up and subscribe to her channel. It's very important that you do that. I think uh, you'll enjoy it. She's a good girl. She's a good reviewer. But I'll tell you, YouTube reviewers, you got to do what Abby did. Start preparing. Get to that Twitch. You got to go to that Twitch. It's done at YouTube. It's all over. My phone lines aren't up. Someone's messaging me. I'm sorry. My phone lines aren't up. I didn't put the phone lines up because I didn't think anybody would call in, to be honest with you. I really didn't think anybody would call in. It's the middle of the afternoon. Who the hell's listening? I know they listen to the replay, but who's listening now? Nobody. So it's foolish to have the phone lines up. It really is. Oh, and another thing, too, uh, I'm not even going to, I'll do that for another show. <laughs> I'm tired. Oh, I'm tired. I'm just hungry. I just need to eat. I need energy. I need food. I cannot wait to eat. I'm so excited. And I went and played tennis today. Before I did the show, I went out and played tennis. So I ran around, fucking exercise and stuff, and eating anything. But it was good. It was good to get outside. It's actually nice to be able to fucking go outside now and not be freezing. It's about time. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. But yeah, that's it. I think that's the show. I think it's time to wrap it up. I really don't want to honestly discuss anything else right now. I just want to eat and relax and enjoy my evening. So for those five or four people that listen to the, <laughs> the live stream, thank you. And then for the thousands that are going to listen to the replay, thank you. Again, and you know what? I want to say this real quick before I go too. Um, 
please feel free to, I have a VP Live Facebook page. Just type in VP Live Network. We have a Facebook page. Go on there. You can ask me questions. You can talk to me. You can say things. I, I'm, not, I'm not a bad guy. I'm not going to be an asshole. I, I know sometimes I may on this show sound like an asshole, but I'm not. I'm really not. If you want to come on and say something or give a comment or give a suggestion, by all means, go to the Facebook page. Just go to VP Live Network. It's attached to my personal page. I check it all the time. If someone posts something on the VP Live Network Facebook page, I check it. Usually within 10 minutes of it being posted, I keep up on it. So if you're trying to contact me or you want to speak to me or ask questions or whatever, by all means, go there. Go to the Facebook page. Another thing, ECF. All my friends that are still on ECF from how many years ago, Tea Time has a thread. We have our own forum on ECF. So go to ECF. And on the, not only do we have our own forum on, on, e, on e-cigarette forum, uh, the Tea Time forum, like we have our own little thing. I have like a, a little thread in there where we can just like talk about whatever bullshit. It's my forum. I can do whatever the fuck I want with it. So by all means, come to the forum. I'm there too. I'm there with Tea Time. Go to ECF. If you haven't been on in a while, fucking jump on. Come to the thread. Come hang out. We're doing all kinds of fucking great shit there. So ECF, Facebook, you know, you can get in touch with me. I'm not a bad person. I, 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 know, I know a lot of people don't email me. I, I, I swear, I'm really a nice guy. There's no stupid question. There's no dumb comment. There really isn't. I've had people, you know, uh, email me questions and comments. They're wonderful. I don't mind hearing from, from listeners at all. The only thing I mind is if I meet you in person, just don't shake my hand. You know, you know, I got OCD. Give me a fist bump. <laughs> I don't want to shake your hand. I was watching a documentary. Uh, I couldn't sleep one night, and there was all these kids. They were, they were talking to all these, like, middle school kids and high school kids that had OCD and what they were doing and, you know, how they knew they had it and the little things, the little things they were doing that, oh, my God, it just made me realize how bad my OCD is. I mean, it's not bad. It's, it's definitely not as bad as when I was a kid. When I was a kid, it was horrible. I couldn't leave my bedroom without touching my doorknob 20 times, opening and shutting the door 50 times. I mean, I don't do that anymore. I'm definitely not like that. The way I am now is if somebody shakes my hand, um, in my mind, I'm freaking out going, oh, my fucking God, I can't believe this person just shook my hand. Holy shit. And then I run inside. What were they doing? That he sneezed in their hand. That he, oh, my God. My mind starts racing a million miles a minute. And then I got to run and put hand sanitizer on or wash my hands. I mean, it freaks me out. So if you ever meet me in person, just give me a fist bump. I'm fine with a fist bump. My OCD says that's fine. <laughs> but my OCD was really bad when I was a kid. And now it's not as bad. I still have little, little moments, little things. But, uh, you know, like someone said that you wouldn't drink out of your, your girlfriend's glass. No, I wouldn't drink out of my girlfriend's glass. I wouldn't. My OCD won't let me. I know it's crazy. I'll kiss her. I'll have sex with her. Oh, everything. But I won't drink out of her glass. I know that's nuts. I know my, my, my brain says that's fucking nuts. But my OCD says, well, no. Actually, it makes sense. So that's how OCD works. It's very bizarre. Very weird. All right. I'm going to end this. I will do another podcast soon. I promise you. It'll be uh, probably sooner rather than later because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of other things to discuss. And I'm sure the FDA is going to be making moves. They're making moves. What their moves are going to be are going to be very interesting. Very, very interesting. And one last thing for all you juice guys out there that are so busy 
pointing the finger at Candy King and uh, Keep It 100 and uh, you know these companies that, that you're saying they're the reason why we're being attacked and they're the ones that are going to get us shut down by the FDA and blah, blah, blah. And they're going to ban flavors. They're not going to ban flavors. Stop fucking saying the FDA is going to ban flavors. It's not true. The FDA is not banning flavors. They did not once come out and say we're going to ban flavors. That's being said everywhere. It's not true. It gets me so upset. That is not true. But they're going to put some real fucking harsh uh, marketing restrictions on. And they are because the marketing's not going to stop. But you, you e-liquid companies, look at yourselves. Look in your own backyard. Really look at your label. Really look at your packaging. Really give it a good look. You really want to understand it? If you can, I don't know. Find like five fucking 12-year-olds and sit them all down in a room with a bunch of e-liquid and put your your e-liquid down and see if they choose it. Ask them which one they would want. I don't know. Do something. Do something to make you fucking realize that you're instead of uh, putting down Candy King, you're the problem too. You're the problem too. You're the problem. 90% of the e-liquids on the market with their marketing and their boxes and their labeling is appealing to children as far as the FDA is concerned, as far as they're concerned, and all the anti-groups as well, okay? I'm not saying you are. I, I, I really don't believe any company is saying, let's put on e-liquid and sell it to kids. I don't believe that. I don't. But this e-liquid industry, this world you created of having to have Bright, colorful packages, colorful, you know, anime, graffiti, you know, uh, pictures of cereal, bright, colorful cereal with milk splashing through all this fucking shit you're doing is why they're coming after us, is, is, is why, is why they're gonna, they got to put a stop to it. You're part of the problem. As far as they're concerned, you're part of the problem. It's not just IP infringement. And let's be honest, the FDA could give two fucks about IP infringement. They don't care. They care that your package looks like a piece of candy. It not only looks like it, with all the sweetener you're dumping in your fucking juices, not only does it look like a piece of candy, it tastes like a piece of candy. Not only does it look like a chocolate chip cookie, it tastes like a chocolate chip cookie. They got a problem with that. And unfortunately, it's not going to stop because most of these companies think that they're doing nothing wrong and it's going to continue, unfortunately. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Now I'm done. I'm out. I'll be back later. I'll do another podcast soon. Thank you. Bye.